0: All right, this show is sponsored by Nature Box. Nature Box ships tasty and guilt-free snacks right to your door. Over a 100 flavors to choose from, like Asiago and Cheddar Cheese Chips, Pistachio Power Clusters, and Big Island Pineapple. You'll never get bored of snacking again. Try Nature Box for free by going to naturebox.com forward slash badchristian. That's naturebox.com forward slash badchristian. One
1: million! One million! 999 999,000. 999, 999, 999 998,000. <laughs> Hit it. Joe. You don't even know how to say. I don't know how to weird.
0: say. <laughs> let me change. Let me change. Wait
2: this. a minute. Google. Google minus let one. Let me change.
0: Let me change the station here. Okay. We're on the south. <laughs> we made it. It's on the south Oh, it's already station.
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, but
2: but bring it. It's the big Christian pool Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yo, it's the Salvation Station Bad Christian Podcast. You listening? You gonna be
1: saved after
0: this thing? Welcome. Um, to we the will the not settle until every
1: every person is saved
2: in America. <laughs> 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 America only. America Sorry, only. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the backers Christian podcast everybody, Matt, Toby and Joey here. And today is a very yep. special day. Today is For the real? day uh, that the Emory New album was finally released. So congratulations to you know, to me and Toby, uh, Joey forget it you can just tune no out no problem man has nothing to no, do with I'm not you tuning out you have no, no affiliation no connection to no relation to nothing to do with Emory. oh yeah
0: no friendships here i forgot about that i don't care about the Emery.
2: <laughs>
1: you know this record guys uh, it's been a long time coming i can remember the first you know i can remember being in second grade and i was i was the big guy and i remember the bully saying y- go ahead you-, you large piece of turd eat that triangle
0: eat, <laughs> eat that rectangle pizza and now look at you and now look at me so Emory they have decided to go grassroots you can get this album exclusively on Bandcamp that's Bandcamp and it's bandcamp.com forward slash dickheads come on you know what man your dad impregnated your mom with you <laughs>
1: Like, like that was that was an attack. That's my new thing. My new thing is to say things that actually happen that sound like they could be a little derogatory about your family or something like that, but they actually are good things.
0: Well, my dad, if he was using X3 Watch, well, no, I guess that wouldn't have helped him. With (laughs) your mom was in porn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah, it was the implication your dad only of your met statement. Your,
1: your dad, you, the, from your own words, you are your mother's son. You said if my dad would have just had X3 Watch,
0: he would not have met my mom. I was just trying. <laughs> I didn't say he wouldn't have met my mom. You stopped me. You, you are, caught me. Hey, you are whack. I was just trying to make a you transition. Are I was just trying to make a transition. But, you know, my dad, did I tell? Yeah, I already said this on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, you did say that on the podcast. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about, but you've said it before, <laughs> my friend. What, what were you going to tell us about X3 Watch? Well, I was just going to say that. It has been a long time since I have actually looked at really nice, naked women and masturbated to them. It's been a very long time. And partly due to the fact that I really love my wife, partly due to the fact that I really love God and want to serve him. So you're you're not including your wife as a good-looking lady that you would masturbate to? uh, That just sounds a little, I don't know, vulgar to someone as precious as her. So anyway, (laughs) so so here's the problem. Joey Joey just winked at me and acted like he was going to get some... Sex tonight that's not his true. wife for saying that. Go ahead, buddy. So, anyway, I have found that even my devotion to God and my love for my wife still sometimes doesn't cut it. And that makes me feel pretty miserable that mm-hmm. I can't stay away from porn for my wife right. and for God. Yep. Uh, and that's why I need to involve guys like you. Uh, now we're in the computer age and technology taken over. Uh So old Craig Gross and his team at X3 Watch decided to use technology to be able to position men and women to stay away from porn. So how it works, download the program to your computer. You can go get that program by going to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian and you can actually put in people's email addresses that you want to be your accountability partner. You go on a sketchy website that could be porn a place where you shouldn't be they get notification right and then it's up to them they can do whatever the hell they want to do at that point they can if they think that it's the best thing they can slam you over the head with a hammer they can uh, they can actually set your house on fire they can murder you they can hurt your family (laughs) like basically that's what the three of us have done we said look yeah we're going to do the worst thing imaginable yeah don't look at porn I'm scared. I don't know if this helps or hurts X3 Watch, but basically it gives you the right that
1: when somebody looks at porn, you can do anything you want to them. (laughs) (laughs) You can... You can defend the Lord's honor and get them back on track by any means possible. So, no, so
0: anyway, we're that's not true. We're happy to say that a lot of you have been helped by this program and we're actually proud to say that we've been a part of directing you towards yep. there. So we would be huge fans of more and more people going to X3 watch. Joey'd be the hugest fan. Yes. Forward slash bad Christian. Help yourself out, man. Stay away from porn. It Christians and non Christians of like will both testify to the fact that it does not do you any good doesn't in it doesn't enhance mm. your life it only hurts it. Man, you knocked that out of the park. Knocked Pastor. it out of the damn park. Hey, what is your favorite band? My favorite band? Yeah, just right now. Favorite band. Currently? Yeah. May, that Sufjan Stevens is probably my favorite album right you now. You literally are his biggest fan. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's true. I mean, that's just wild to think. Like, I actually know Sufjan Stevens' biggest fan. Wait, oh, yeah, that's weird. I think Jessica likes them too. So let me say <laughs> <you> this: um, <laughs> I just got back from lunch. What and, about that? I uh, was what?
2: trying to talk about the Emery album, and I waited for you to do I that whole you. ad, and now you're going to just jump right on. Oh, I'm. So, I, uh, you're a jerk. You, Did you think I just wanted to say the word Emery once and move
1: on? That's messed up. I. Now you're messed up. Not I'm only ADD. do I know the biggest Sufjan Stevens fans, I know the biggest jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I I love Emory. I was I in was the just mood to, I
2: was in the mood to reflect, just as as we were as, yeah. as we often even kid about doing on the show or telling college stories. But I'm just in the mood to reflect on the fact that we once dreamed of in 1999 of making a record label. And hmm. we called yep. it Sure Shot Records, and we made a poster and that. said that existed. And we were going to start a record yep. label back then, before we even started the band Emory. Sixteen, right. dagum, years ago. Yeah, good
1: and, lord.
2: And so then we went through. Then that was just out of pure ignorance, but we just thought let's try some. So I mean, to me, I feel super happy and celebratory and accomplished today because it's weird when you go back and look at stuff and you see the stuff that you set out to do. And you you forget about it, but the stuff- the stuff you said you were were your principles, the stuff you set out to do, the original documents you write, or even what people would call a mission statement, when you go back over time and look at it, you see that man, whatever we were thinking then we that is us, that is what we are. I found some bios from Emory like when we were trying to get our first gigs in two thousand one that said that said. Emory is a high-energy rock band that tries to move around and put on a good show and mix screaming with singing. I mean, whatever. It just had this description of exactly what what it was, which I think sounded dumb when I went back and read what we were trying to say. But exactly yeah. the core principles of what we thought our band was going to be is, is pretty much exactly what 15 years later somebody would describe our band as. And that, to me, was profound because I had forgotten yeah. about it and tried to do a bunch of different things in the meantime. And I had forgotten that we once tried to start a record label and said, you know what? We do everything ourselves. You know what? We can do this ourselves. Yeah. That's what that we've crazy, always thought. That's what this podcast is. And so to look back 15 years later, and I've still been just doing everything ourselves to the point where now we do it, and we do it well. It literally took us 15 years to figure out how to like make our own albums, release our own music. We got help from technology. We got help from the way that music has changed and everything. But it's crazy that we're literally doing the same thing, only just better for 15 years. I, for years. one,
0: am very, very, very proud of you guys. Very proud.
2: Well, you too. Uh, You were involved then. I was kidding about that earlier, but you were involved then and you're involved today. So it's us. Right,
0: but I I, I really do want to say this and I know we don't take this serious tone but ever since, we, we used to have, uh, our listeners don't know this, uh, we had a, a huge circle of friends back in college and yep. so many just unbelievable musicians. It was it was actually kind of weird to have so many good friends that were great musicians. And on Sunday nights, I don't know if it was Matt that started it, but basically uh, two names were drawn out of a hat, and those guys had 24 hours to write a song. And then 24 hours later, everybody get back together, they'd perform the two songs, and then there was a vote. Uh, and it was really crazy What kind of songs That uh, Joe 747 song Came out of that Yep um, But I, Matt You reflecting on that I'll never forget When Toby and I Got a letter in the mail Or maybe it was email And it was from uh, Velvet Blue Music And we had sent them Joe 747 Which you produced And played guitar on And all that stuff And uh, they said We want you to be On our compilation scene yep. but not heard mm-hmm. Scene was spelled S-C-E-N-E Toby and I We were just like Well we've arrived I mean there's no- What else kid? we possibly accomplished like we were just <laughs> blown away and i think it's neat because so many of the uh, the people when we were hanging out with mark solomon uh, i think you guys had gone in to use the bathroom and i, I said you know i kind of made a crack at him but i was just like we really do look up to you but blah blah blah, and i forgot what the joke was but he looked at me and was serious he said yeah when you say stuff like that i don't think i really believe you it's like those those people that we really look up to yeah. they have a hard time Even getting that But there are so many people In the music scene That we grew up Looking up to That now it's kind of cool They listen to Bad Christian I just think it's kind of Kind of neat for me But y'all's album Let's see It's on Amazon iTunes What's the best way For people to get it And yeah, and anywhere. Well, I mean, doesn't uh, I mean, it doesn't, packages, it doesn't right? matter?
2: Yeah. Well, what I'm excited about is, uh, like you said, there's people we looked up to, and now we have a whole real label. We're distri- distributed in stores all over the world, international, iTunes, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. And we have our own store that's really good. We like it when people buy it there because it's we're doing it directly with you, just like this podcast. That's the best of all things is to give your money straight to the artist, not the middleman. But I love iTunes. I love Amazon for sure. Buying it in stores is awesome, and it's in stores, yeah. so you can do any of that stuff but um we you know it's amazing to me to see the response in the music industry like I, you know we're not a huge company and we I don't even know that BC Music as an entity is a profitable company even at all but people look up to us. People respect us. Other people in the industry, other managers and agents and labels, are I keep hearing stuff through the grapevine about what people saying good things about us. And it's it appears that they legitimately respect uh, what we're doing and how it's different and that it's working. So that's, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to brag up or anything. Like I said, I, I think of us as a humble and small outfit, but I do keep hearing things through the grapevine of other people that I look up to that are aware of and know what we're doing and think it's very cool so thank you everybody for making you know being able to do new stuff and try new ideas that work like the Break It Down podcast is working super well this podcast is working super well we're we're able to sell more tickets and more albums than we were uh, last time around it seems like I'm not I don't have all the finals or anything but it seems like we're doing just as good or better and doing it on our own it's fun so you know get started on whatever you want to do today and maybe in 15 years you can get somewhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I do think I always have I know it sounds funny
1: but like I really feel like pretty much anything I've ever wanted to do I I'm getting to do. Yep. Now that doesn't include I am not very wealthy. I, I you know, I'm not uh not very uh, wealthy. I'm not at all wealthy. You're just not <laughs> wealthy. I mean, I guess in the whole scheme of the world, I think, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. think I actually true. think I am. But oh, yeah. in, in Amer- by American standards, no way at all. I mean, it's very tight living. But I really enjoy my life. I mean, I really do. And, and I never – I guess I never really have I, – I, I've always thought it would be neat to have make tons and tons and tons of money. That's that's neat and awesome and maybe even really cool. But that's never been a part of me. Like I never really have, have ever struggled with – people with better houses or anything, I, I think I get that from my dad because I immediately think the negative, uh, if you have a bigger house, bigger <laughs> bigger water bill, bigger electric bill, all that, you know, I immediately can get negative on stuff. Uh, nicer cars have more, pro, whatever. But um, I do sometimes think, man, I can't believe that uh, people have liked us this much. Like, like what you guys are saying, like, they now that y'all did that like thing on the last podcast I can hear myself say it all the time <laughs> even in regular conversation. You you know so I read what it a- is is I do feel that um I am so blessed that people really love the things that we have done, yep. and and tried to make artistically. Even I think this this podcast, we we do try to put on a good show and make it fun and make it exciting and make people uh, really have a good time and, and really want to listen. Just like we did with Emery, like we really feel it's important to put on a great show, and, and we we aren't the best at it by any means. I mean, nobody's ever going to remember the name Emery. Few years from now Except for you know Maybe they named their kid that And that legacy Could live on potentially But nobody's gonna remember The band But I really love The time that I live in People appreciate What we're doing And that means so much
0: Yeah Well so I, I went on a rabbit trail, but I did want to say that I really am proud of what you guys have accomplished. Like, I, I would love to be able to say the same for you, Go I, here, buddy. I listen to Emery and I'm like, these are my friends, man. And I feel the same way about you when I watch you like lead worship. I'm like, man, Toby's really gifted. And I can just visualize how Matt would lead worship. And I'm like, I know he's good, too. <laughs> it's like really sentimental thoughts. I'm like, I bet you Matt would be an awesome <laughs> worship leader. But no, I mean, like I, I like asking Toby questions like, Hey Toby, uh, is Matt better? Do you think than such and such a guitar? And he'll be like, Yeah, is he better than so and so? Yeah, he's probably better. I'm like, Yeah, Matt, that's <laughs> yeah. my friend. He's like better than most guitarists. Um, Matt, do you know Chris Bowden? Yes, I do. Is that is that Bobby Bowden's son? No, he's not. I listened to the latest uh, Mark Solomon podcast, Never Was. He did some shout-outs to to Bad Christian and everything, but this is just one of those things to where this is the old drummer of a band, Focus, which I loved their second album. Just loved it, and it's like both of these guys like Bad Christian. I, mean, I was talking to my wife. It, it is kind of weird because I was such a big Tooth and Nail fan, and now I'm just like, cool, I get to kind of return some sort of measly little favor. I enjoyed their music for years and years, and now I get to talk, and people, I guess, like it.
2: Yeah, well, you know? the, the best thing about that being is people that are our age and older and come from our stuff, that's the neatest thing about this area that we've done, because with the music, it's always been younger people. In fact, in the music scene, it's always referred to as kids. Every every band, about the kids will love this, or the kids will of this album or yeah. kids will come out to shows or whatever and that wears on you after time by the time you get to be 35 so to have yeah. people that you would really say are contemporary to you listening to something we put out has been really very cool yeah
0: definitely uh any any last uh, tie-ins there with emory does is no i don't even mean it largely to, to
2: be promotional but it, it, on that note just it important. okay let me it's go great pro- music okay well let me just promote it then one, one one time real quick then just buy like if you're especially if you're not a big emory fan hadn't heard emory before that's our band that we don't just do a podcast please right. go listen to that if you like it even at all or even if you don't like it i, I don't have any problem saying just buy it like that's cool like I, yeah. I want everybody to buy our CD. I wish it sold a million copies. And we have—if you're listening now, just maybe it sounds crazy, but I, please go buy it. Buy it this week. It will mean a lot. It it totally matters. I mean, we we'll get the dollars if you if you buy this record, you'll get it, and we'll get the money. And that's about it. That's a, that's yeah. unbelievable. That that is what it's all about. Um, it is the biggest, most important thing that we do, is financially. Toby and I. Um, you know career wise and so it's a big deal so if the podcast is for one thing in some ways it's to uh it's been useful for emory so i'm just going to give one real direct ask just please listen to our record this you can listen to it for free um you can hear almost every song for free we have videos for every song we put a lot into it just go buy yeah. it i don't care whatever you like itunes whatever your thing is um we appreciate. Yeah, and it. I didn't
0: even think. I didn't even think about the fact that some of these people listening may have never listened to you guys. I get I mean, that you all the time. Really messing out. Yeah, yeah it, Emory is a very, very special band. Unbelievable songwriters. You got to go get it, and then you will. You will most definitely want to go back and get uh, the rest of the album. So. Go to it. Get to it. What are you waiting for? Um, I wanted to tell... It's kind of an observation, so you guys feel free to be like, oh, okay, well, I can't do anything with that, but I okay. still think it's very peculiar. Uh, a friend of ours, Jack, I had lunch with him, and you know we talked about all sorts of things, but uh, he said he he started when he was in college and really had a hard heart towards the uh, the church and just like, oh, this sucks, that sucks, and all that stuff. Uh, there are three people that, uh, that he listened to a lot that helped him out. One was Derek Webb. Yeah. uh, And the other two was Mark Driscoll and Rob Bell. And he said, how ironic that the two Mars Hill churches are no longer, and it's because of personalities that are the complete opposite extreme. Yeah. Hmm. That blew my mind. Like he said, Rob Bell's problem was – he saw the most important thing was loving and being nice to people and anything that made people uncomfortable or feel bad or be scared, yeah, stay away from it. Nice, nice, nice. Mark Driscoll, on the other hand, you know, just I, I don't I don't want to say power hungry because I don't know his heart, but just kind of the opposite of that. And that I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and it's a uh, yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those things, Joey, where you get halfway through it and you say, Wait a minute, this is gonna end nope. in a second and I don't know. No, nope, I
0: had no regrets. I think I think sharing that was actually pretty uh <laughs> Pretty interesting. Well, I'm just saying that because
2: Joey told us the other day. Sometimes I'm in the middle of telling a story and I realize it's coming oh, yeah. to the end, and I know that it's going to just stop whenever I finish saying this, and nothing else is going <laughs> to happen after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's obviously plenty to talk about just in that statement that you made there alone, Joey. I don't know if there's something that sticks out to you, Toby, or whatever, but there's, I mean, Endless amounts to well, talk about there.
1: I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like just the fact that they both named their churches the same. Yeah, and they to, didn't know. Yeah, yeah each they didn't know each other existed. They, they mm-hmm. Totally on the opposite ends, like disagreed with each other most likely. I mean, uh, Driscoll was pretty. He said he said several things, but um, I don't know if, if Rob Bell did. But that is what. And I'm just going to be honest here, and this is where people get scared that we're leading <laughs> people away or astray, and they don't know about our Christianity. I had a friend today tell me. His girlfriend showed her mom our our uh, podcast, and her mom said, "You cannot listen to that." You ha-, she said, "Come home, and come like home." Yeah, like their their relationship is tense right now, him and hers relationship. And uh, she he just said to, her mom said to come home. But and, uh, and
0: did she know the correlation with one of the guys in there being the pastor? I,
1: I thought, yeah, I I think she she I think <laughs> I can't remember, but basically it was something like you know she just didn't she thought what we were doing was not unbiblical and wrong. So this could could be, but I it it it's interesting to me. Driscoll super hard stance. Very uh, his teachings were very biblical and stayed even with the text and opened up the text and stuff like that. Gone, right. no voice right now. You know what I mean? Maybe that, maybe he'll come back. I don't know. But uh, Rob Bell still has a voice, but it's now moved over to a a different side, and the Christian right probably thinks he's a goofball yeah which is really strange he changed the audience his audience changed a lot right i mean there's still someone uh, there but how could two super intelligent unbelievably gifted speakers see things so differently and i'm supposed to like you said you, you said the same thing about like billy graham or john piper i'm supposed to decide that one's just completely wrong right. and throw the other one under the bus or What you know what I mean? Like it really does make me think. What are we doing? People will tell you anything. People will tell you any damn thing that they believe. And are you just supposed to believe it? Like I don't. That that is so scary that the world is filled with preachers. Yeah. On on any side, you might not even be a a believer in Christ or whatever it might be, but they're filled with people preaching something to believe in. And you got to really be careful. You got. You you have to really not just say, "Yeah, my my pastor, I like him. I'm going to take everything he says." Well, as, well, that maybe truth.
2: speaks to the notion that what that the that there always will be what the demand is really like. Somebody yeah. will rise to the top to meet the demand from consumers, essentially. If you want to look at it economically speaking, yeah. Like there, you mean, will I, fi- if there's a market for something, especially in church and religion and things that are abused a lot, you will find the voice to represent what people want to be told, and that doesn't mean that those. Men or anybody specifically is, is, is even aware of that, but that's the cream will rise to the top for that for whatever that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat, man. I, I'm a pastor, and on Easter Sunday, I tried to change doctrine by making the head disciple's name pizza instead of Peter. Man, <laughs> I mean, um, God help us all is all I can say. God help us all. But speaking of pizza, what? Hey nice alarm
1: Joey Nice (laughs) alarm buddy I do think that On that last, uh, last point I do think it's awesome That we live in a time Where there is so much information That you are foolish Not to explore a little bit Stand strong in your beliefs Don't be changed immediately Don't be knocked around Like the waves of the ocean But just be open to listening just listen you just don't, listen i mean just just try and i'm and i mean that might change you for the worse you know what i mean you might end up being a worse person because you end up just believing something that you that isn't good or whatever but who the hell am i to say Right. I mean, it's just, it's just a really dangerous time when somebody says, I
2: know you don't listen to me. That's scary, yep. man. It really is. We've got to end that right there. Let's take a second for our sp- uh, sponsor spot right now. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Nature Box, who we love. We've been doing a lot of these in the last few weeks, and it's because they're great. So basically, you know you're going to snack. And when you do, you want it to be worth it. Something that's tasty, satisfying, but doesn't make you feel guilty afterwards. These snacks, uh, what's what's
0: really awesome about them is, that, like Matt said, they're healthy. And, I mean, here's the proof in the pudding, so to speak. No pun intended. But there's no colors, sweeteners, zero trans fat, no high fructose corn syrup. So it's like you can actually enjoy this snack and, and not feel bad. And the best thing is they putting... taste
1: amazing. Right you, right, you get all that stuff that everybody says, you oh, it makes it taste good. They don't have any of that, and it tastes so
0: good. Right. And so here's the clean. The the clinker The clinker is Is that right? Clencher? So. I don't think so. The clencher? I don't know. I like clinker. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> you
1: can find everything you need right online. They send it to you and just like we said, best of all, this is a free trial. They believe so much in their product. Nature Box believes so much in the things that they're sending you that they're going to give it to you for free because they know you're going to want to keep purchasing. You're going to make a, a, more purchases. You're going to want this for you and your family. Yep, great sure. features
2: in it and everything. So uh, if you're asking now how do you get it, you go to naturebox.com forward slash bad christian and start your free trial today. That's naturebox.com forward slash bad christian and start your free trial today day
1: all right guys uh one thing i want to talk about so i was at the gym and i really do enjoy going to the gym and i know i have gym stories sometimes here and there but uh so i'm on the treadmill i'm just jogging and i see you know like four or five different people working with personal trainers you know they have the the, the t-shirts on or the shirts on that, that say the gym's name and all that stuff oh man and uh my sick demented brain immediately thought i bet there is people that are cheating with their personal trainer yeah i was was like man this is because my immediate thought was they probably sound encouraging they're like yeah you can do it man you're you're looking great today That's their whole job is to make you feel good and want to come back and buy their packages again and stuff like that and so i i was just i started thinking about that so i went home and i looked it up i was like what statistics that people cheat and i didn't really get too many statistics on that there's a lot of statistics of people cheating with coworkers and and stuff like that they didn't have a specific personal trainer st- stat but there were unbelievable amount of stories the, of people that cheat yeah and it was it was mostly the all the stories i came across were mostly uh women coming in to get in shape and male personal trainers uh, you know, with, with a male person training on, and then cheating on their spouse or boyfriend or whatever, uh, or the other one, that I thought was interesting was older men with personal trainers, like older established men that have been have started to work work out, oh, yeah. and they feel finally good about their body, and so it ends up leading them
0: to cheat. So at some point, the personal trainer is like, I'm a little attracted to them. I'm going to get them in way better shape, so I can be way attracted to them. So they're motivated. right. Your whole job is to make people look better. Yeah, and they're just like if I yeah. could just get them at a certain level. And, I'll... and
1: I mean, I don't, I don't trust guys farther than I can throw them. Right. I mean, seriously, they are guys, uh, uh, which those... includes yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I do. I was really thinking like man what is it like because I mean I even read there's some there's some like uh, etiquette for personal trainers like they're not supposed to ever touch you uh, like open palm or anything you know (laughs) like they they usually have towels in their hands that they're supposed to you know they're not supposed to touch certain spots they're not just supposed to get certainly uh, too close to this they're not supposed to go out I mean these are some rules of etiquette I guess people break them but just uh, not supposed to go out on you know like have drinks afterwards or meet early so they can have a smoothie at the bar you know the health bar or whatever and so uh, this happens on the reg and I really did just start thinking dang this is like a whole other thing where somebody's like I don't feel good about myself I'm going to go feel good about myself I'm starting to feel good about myself here's an open door this guy thinks I'm great Yeah. and what was really sad several of the stories I read where the personal trainer would hook up and say all this super nice stuff and, and it, then they would find out that he's sleeping with three or four other people so he- <laughs> at the same time and, are- th- and then they're like oh well, I cheated on my husband what am I supposed to
0: do now do you think that there are a lot of situations where a husband... I think this is an easy answer. But do you think there's a lot of situations where a husband or wife should be hanging out with the opposite sex by themselves?
2: Well... Like, are there a lot of exceptions? I don't exceptions? think that's an easy answer whatsoever. we so. talked
0: about this before, but yeah... For social purposes, to me, it's almost just a pretty black and white issue. Not not a dude that's married with the opposite sex on us on a social deal. Yeah. Like just hanging out. Like to me there's just no good that can come out of that. But I do a lot of premarital counseling and it actually comes as somewhat a surprise to a lot of the couples I think as far as how old school I feel about that. Like yeah. I just and and here's why is so Toby and Jessica, they uh, accept each other for better or for worse. They're sticking it out. So Toby and Jessica have to deal with each other's hang ups, weaknesses, and all that stuff. You start hanging out with someone on a friendship level, you're not getting their bad stuff. Yeah. You're just getting the, oh, you're so funny. Oh, this is fun. Oh, right. let's hang out again. Hey, just text, hey, all that stuff. And it's like, man, this is really encouraging. I don't feel stressed out. Right. I don't feel like I'm losing my mind right. trying to, you know, talk feelings and all that stuff. And so it's just, it's just dangerous. I mean, so what would be some exceptions? I would you just guys put it think? this
2: way. I'm just saying, I mean, I think there's definitely exceptions. And if you just take that mentality and announce it, you're going to cause injury and harm and right. make people treat, especially women in a way that is not fair. So you can't be that black and white about it. You really, you really can't say it's that easy. Men don't hang out with women that, that can be not just yeah. not fair, but, but in general, what I'm saying is people are going to cheat. So they just are. So if the person, the type of person that you're naturally attracted to, um, don't trust yourself. I mean, you're, you're not trustworthy. You just aren't. So everybody loves to claim how well I would It wouldn't be me. I wouldn't do it. Whatever. But that's mistake number one. So yeah, you know, you just you you just will. Like people are going to cheat. I well, mean, that's a tough one for it. me personally. And and so I, I have do everything to... you can to avoid it. But you, step one is admit that you could cheat. I think right. That's Which, a tough Toby. One for me, you won't admit certainly. that, will you?
0: Yeah, Toby says I, hey, there's just no way. No, you say there's no way any of us would cheat, me, you, or Matt. I say you, know
2: you start us. with I, admit I definitely I, could cheat, so now let's get I to I work to I with, would, be with Matt I would, if, I, if y'all
0: said
1: you have to bet 10000 of your own dollars, on will one of you cheat, I would no, I definitely bet no. no. I'm saying I, I could. Right. no for sure. Yeah, it's a yeah. Good, I'm not so, saying it's 50-50. Saying, no, but I mean, it,
2: I, I really so, believe. a bad I, bet, but I could. No, I, th-
1: I think it's a pretty good bet. I, I think there is, I do believe there is a percentage that anybody could cheat. Yeah, in the you, right. So situation. you're saying
2: you could cheat. Right? Plain and simple. Toby could cheat.
0: There is a
1: percentage, yeah. There's okay. a percentage for anything on Earth, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's a percentage yeah. that
0: the, the sun's going to explode right now and kill us all. There's but, not a percentage that Toby can be a boy and girl at the same time. Or yes, there is. Or be not dead and alive at the same time. Yes, there is. There's a chance for you to be dead and alive at the same time. I think there probably... Somebody could... T- could is there any chances for a circle and a square to be a circle and a square at the same time? Yes. No. Get <laughs> out of here with that okay. shit. Okay. Well, you, you only have one view of reality,
1: I guess. <laughs> anyway so I agree with you guys, but i I think you're right. I don't at the same time want to put myself in a position where uh how about even go s- several steps back where you could just be in your mind? you know what I mean like I don't want to hang out with somebody and nothing physical happens and it's a whatever and but there's a potential of my mind to be like man, that was so fun I just wow, I really enjoyed that a lot you know any any like anything like that, I just don't really want to go there right. I don't want to open any kind of doors. That would, because uh, you're exactly right. Right, I'd but believe. that's what I'm
2: saying. If you were confident that you wouldn't cheat, then you could just work at, at the strip club. Be a fine job. For no, you. because also, I wouldn't want Jess to hang out
1: at a strip club, or
2: I wouldn't want Jess to be Well, you to know do what I'm saying. Stuff, though. So have, have less, if you are confident that you yeah, could but, not but cheat, you would have less I think, to
1: protect. But part of the reasons that we don't do things because our spouses wouldn't like I that, understand that so I, I, I understand that,
2: too. I understand that, too. So, so I, I mean, overall,
1: I agree with you. I I, I do not think – I mean, I, and I've said this before, and I'm not touting – I'm the ugliest member of Emory. I always have been, whatever. But, I mean, there's plenty of opportunity to be away from my wife for a month at a time and cheat on her. Yeah. And there were opportunities of people that would want to hang out with me for sure. We didn't as a band, I think we were all so scared that how shitty we are that we're like, stay the hell away from anything like that. Don't, in fact, it was really funny. Uh, we were hanging out with our friend Josiah at the Under Oath reveal, and he said he, he does, he works with, you know, bands. He does, uh, a lot of tech stuff on the, in, in behind the scenes stuff. And, uh, he's out with uh, uh, what are the dancers that do the inline dancing? You know what I'm talking about? The Irish River dance? dance. Yeah. Irish River Dancers or whatever. He said he was in Buffalo and he, uh, uh, and he was like Oh I remember being here one time." And he looked through his pictures And it was with us And he was hanging out with us And it was like We were walking through the snow And we had cases of beer And we were going back After the big show we uh, at, uh we was went we're back taking to our back bus. Sunday. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. we were he taking back Sunday, and, and so taking back Sunday came on the bus. Uh, their crew came on the bus. Our crew was on the bus. We were all partying. People from the show came on the bus, and there was like several girls and a bunch of guys uh, on the bus. And one girl, he was like, I remember, man, it was so crazy. Uh, one girl started taking her shirt off, and immediately he's like, and it was so funny. Immediately he was telling this to the Irish dancers. Yeah. he said, and immediately the guys uh, kicked her off the bus, and the party ended. And the Irish dancers like, oh man, they wanted to have sex with that girl, huh? No, no. Like, he told
2: the story. He said that he immediately, as soon as she started taking no, her shirt off, the tour manager got up and kicked everybody off the bus. And they said, yeah, I guess they were getting rid of everybody so that they could have those girls on the bus by themselves. Right. So
1: the, the Irish dancers thought we could, we were wanting to kick them off so we could have her to ourselves. And he was like, no, they just, they're not going to do that. And I was, like, <laughs> he was like, no, they just, they're not going to allow some girl to come on their bus and take her shirt off. And I was like, damn. And the guy, he said that actually the Irish dancers are like, well, that's pretty really cool. They just like party. And for partying sake I was like yeah that's true our band is known as like we, we like to party and stuff like that but it's cause we like to party we're not trying to hook up with Just well, it's cause the party never we're stops not do- yeah, yeah, for party sure. never yeah, stops good point but so many people have thought in the past like man those guys look at them they're just what. but we just like having fun we really do
0: would you be able to stay with Jessica if she cheated on
1: you oh that's a million dollar question right there I know this sounds awful I, I used to I think say I would no do- but I
0: think I would say yes I no. think
1: I would do the I disappear for two days and cheat on her <laughs> And it's like...
0: I I mean, you know I I I love you and I think a lot of your marriage, but what does that say about you? I agree. You know me. (laughs) I'm the shitty person. Well, this 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 is a big reveal (laughs) right now? I wish everybody (laughs) could have seen Toby's face. He looked at me like... Did you just find something? Did you just realize two plus two was four? I know, seriously. Did, did you
1: just figure that out? I probably—I don't know if I'd do that or not. I don't know if I would sink that Because that, that means your
0: commitment is based on her commitment.
1: No, I would think, I, here's the deal. I do believe on some level I would think she did something that I didn't do. How could she have done that to me? And I want us to be in the same boat. That's, yeah. that's awful. Yeah, it's could, awful. And it that. would be to get at her. It would be to hurt her.
0: Well, I mean, here's the thing: if if so, uh, it's
1: wrong. I'm saying that is wrong. I'm not saying that's yeah. a, that,
2: that. and I yeah, hope I wouldn't wrong. do it. If I, I think you've got to stay I'm... with the person that cheats, no matter what. If they are repentant about, it. I think you. Ha- I mean, yes. I mean, yes. I think you have to. Like, yeah, I think when Jesus to. talks, you would never. Yeah, I
0: think when. I don't know. When Jesus talks about, you know, except for in cases of adultery, I don't think he's talking about a one-time mistake. I'm so sorry. Please take me back. I think he's talking about someone who's like, look, you can stay married to me. That's fine. I'm going to have sex with other people. Like then, you know, I think that's where Jesus is saying, you know, you don't stay married to that person. But I do think, I mean, so right now, if I was in a situation and a girl were to start hitting on me, I would just get away and I'd be like, please leave me alone. I'm married. Where Toby, I think you're right. If if Priscilla had just cheated on me the night before and I happen to be in a situation where a right. it's it's a game changer. It's like, well crap. <laughs> you know, and she did and, it. Right. Now the right thing to do would for sure be I'm I'm getting the heck out of here, but it would certainly cause a it, different train it, yeah. of thought. Well more sure. than I think the thing the reason I
1: don't like that thought process for myself is more than even her, it means that something I I would I would I would justify my sin yeah like I would be sinning against God even more than my wife I'd be sinning directly against Jesus like hey uh, you didn't give me the marriage I wanted you didn't do this so I'll show you this is the marriage I will have and that's that's what's scarier that thought process I don't like that I think that I don't know I would be so hurt and dead I would be so blindsided yeah my wife and I feel like we're so open with each other and honest for the most part you know that I would just be it would be it would make me think all I could think is. Why am I so bad? What What did I do? I, I would blame myself fully. I, I would think I was in, I was, comp- to, for me not to know that, I would think I was completely oblivious
0: to her needs or something. Would you ask the question, did I ever know her? Like, would it be that much of a shock? Like, did mm-hmm. I ever know this girl? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the statistics um, are pretty yeah. high on it. You know, yeah, I, mean, I think they, so. Uh, they, they they do it. I don't, maybe, I'm not saying it's 50% or anything, but it might be in that neighborhood. Yeah, or, so but, the, you know, the it's, likelihood it's of Matt, one of our... Matt, what? would
1: you stay with Bridget if she cheated?
2: Yeah, if she was sorry. I mean, I, oh, yeah, sure I would. No, I'm saying it would be... <laughs> I do. I think that's what you gotta do. I don't think. I think you is what you gotta work it out. If, Kids if change you both want to work, yeah. I think yeah. you can't. I I almost can't imagine. I don't know. I can't speak to that as much yeah. as I can't speak to what I cheat. Dancers know. And, the no, and the one of your wives is, yes, is I would cheating stay with her, on you guys. But I don't know what. Damn. But it. what I think you got to be what? careful about is how the hey everybody be afraid of women. They're just trying to have sex with you. Does to. Single women out there that are—I don't say see 20, it like that at all. No, but what, it's what you was trusting? I'm not yourself, saying you Matt. said that, but I'm saying, but that, what what is the impact to a 25 year old single woman? Many of which I know in Seattle, Christian single women, 25 years old, and they know that if they try to be, if they, you know. Basically, stay away from guys because the guys are afraid of you, and they won't protect you, and they're going to be weird to you because they're afraid that they'll cheat with you. Even if, even if you don't, you know what I mean. Even if they're like, "Yeah, I guess he can't hang out with me because he's afraid he'll try to have sex with me." That's bullshit because I would never do that. Is what they're thinking. So, you can kind of make women obviously feel pretty bad pretty quickly by saying stuff like, "You can't be around women if you're if you're not careful." I'm not saying your heart's there. I'm just saying you you got to kind of be careful with telling people don't be around women. Right, but what about that's what the Middle uh, East does? The
0: the reason why guys are careful is you don't know if you're hanging out with a girl that would do that, and then if you have right, a weak moment, okay. and then she's weak, then you're just like, well, damn, okay. that sucks. Yeah, so
2: let's let's put them, in, I, then I, go I, Middle I, East. I totally on, is what get, I'm saying. That mentality taken too far, that's what that is. So you know, I agree. I'm not saying I mean, your I, heart I, there, but you have to be careful. There's a lot of girls that I know who are so bummed out that Christian men are afraid of them.
0: Yeah,
1: I that's got, that's, I gotcha. that's
2: sad. Right? How devastated
1: would you I mean in, no, I agree in, with you, in comparison I mean, it would be way point. worse, but what if out of nowhere you found out Priscilla had a unbelievable porn addiction?
0: Oh, that'd that be, would be not be as bad as an affair. Isn't that for me. crazy? Yeah. I mean, God says that's just the same as yeah, cheating on you, but I, you know how I feel about. that I think yeah. you're misusing that verse, but yep. I think you misused the eating one. All right, let's uh bring our, <laughs> our
1: <laughs> let <the> eating <laughs> one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's yeah.
0: let's bring on our guest. It's DJ Lance from Yo Gabba Gabba. No, it, it is
2: that mine. would be a cool guest.
1: Stephen from Wolves at the Gate. We are really excited to have him on. Let's let's get him on here. I love this. Right, guy. We'll have
2: a break here. We'll take a minute out for a couple of great sponsors, and we'll have Steve Kabuchi from Wolves at the Gate.
1: Hey all you bad Christian freaks, it's Toby, and you know what that means. I'm going to self-promote, and also I'm going to help promote my friends in Wolves at the Gate. They have a new record out. It is so good, but there is one song that is just amazing, and you know what it is? What makes it amazing? Daddy sings on it, and you're going to love it. The song is called Relief. Let's check it out. Your ears are about to bleed because it's going to be so amazing. Come That was relief from "Reprise" by Wolves at the Gate. You can pick that up on iTunes or head over to SolidStateMerchLine.com. Thank you guys for supporting our friends, Wolves at the Gate. Don't wait, get it right now! SolidStateMerchLine.com.
0: So I, I'm actually not as the uh, not as familiar with y'all band, and um, I was kind of out of heavy music. Gosh, Why is that, I, Joey? Uh, just because I don't listen to as much heavy music nowadays. Like, are you guys, I mean, I I, I know everybody stands uh, differently on this issue, but I don't even know. Are you a Christian? Like, are you someone that uh, would call themselves a Christian?
3: That's how in the dark I am. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, all the guys in the band would say we are Christians.
2: No, I actually think that's a good question, Joey, um, because just to frame it, like, this is Steve from Wolves at the Gate. So, Steve, um, h- how about this? Christianity is such a broad like moniker for people to fall into. How as a Christian, how would what kind of Christian are you? Like, I mean, you go to the Presbyterian church on Sunday morning or do you handle snakes or what's your thing? Like where where, where do you think you fit on the whole spectrum? Um uh
3: for myself, uh my wife and I go to I guess what would be classified as uh, a reformed church. Um oh, you're one of those. But not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> no, I'm going to open a can of worms with that one. Yeah, um, no, I guess not Reformed doctrinally in the traditional sense, but not like Reformed Baptist in the liturgical sense, I guess, in how they construct their services. Because, man, I know I could say that, and that means just a thousand things or nothing to anybody who's listening. So um, I'm not even going to try and explain what the service or church is like, but doctrinally, that's what we believe, and everybody's normal. So, I guess that's the easiest thing to say.
2: (laughs) Well, so, what kind of church do you go to on Sunday and stuff?
3: Um, It's a small church. There's probably about 40 or 45 people, Um, and uh, um, our pastor is (laughs) – the first time I went to the, the church to check it out, I thought he was the AV guy. Because he was just wearing like these thrift store T-shirts, and uh, <laughs> he was setting up the microphone. And I was like, "Oh, he's getting ready for the real pastor," and uh, <laughs> it was him. This guy who <laughs> wasn't wearing any shoes, and I was like, "What am I? What am I getting myself into?" Well, uh, well that's but, uh, the
2: thing about the reform people is I, I heard somebody wrote that recently. Uh, I saw on, online this week somebody talking about reform people. Sometimes they're they're not even. That they don't even really preach. They just tell you facts about stuff, you know, kind of. like I guess that would be a criticism of, of some of the over reform stuff. And so, yeah, an audio-visual yeah. God that's unpacking this and that thing about the Bible and just laying it down could, could could be that way.
0: Well, there's no point in preaching, man. I mean, everything's already kind of set, you know? Yeah, if you're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, well, and well, the reason is the reason
2: this, Anthony, the, reason this ma- the reason I wanted to bring this up just early on, or Joey asked about it, is for a hardcore heavy. Ba- I guess we can go into that kind of label next. What kind of music are you? You know, like I just asked you about your Christianity, but for a hard and heavy band that we've toured with, because we've toured with you before, uh, you guys are one mm-hmm. of the more overt. Uh, examples of of somebody who is uh, very vocal about their faith not only in the press and in the lyrics but even on stage so that that's why I asked that question I don't think that's the primary thing about most bands but you guys seem to think and uh, use your platform as music to actually do real uh, I mean you spend time on stage every night talking about Jesus Christ now I, find, I find that a bit irregular so t- can you tell us a little about that
3: yeah um, you, you know it is it's really easy to um, to think that you're making an impact when uh, kids read lyrics and uh, hope that they can read into and understand everything that you're saying to them. Um, but in all reality, uh, our hope for writing music and playing music and playing shows is to give people the best chance that they can have to hear the gospel and to hear the truth of God's great love uh, for sinners, and sinners in particular. That's, you know, that's who we want to hear the gospel, because that's who Christ came for. And uh, um, I, I see the value in what I would call public proclamation of the gospel, because uh, how can anybody believe if they don't hear? Yeah. And uh, somebody, somebody had to preach it to me, uh, and I'm so thankful that somebody said things to me that I didn't want to hear in the timing that I didn't want to hear it. Um, And all the guys in our band too, in particular. So it's not just like, it's not just like I have this, this like righteous vendetta against the world to make them feel uncomfortable at shows (laughs) and the rest of my band just feels sorry that they're (laughs) Are you able
0: to uh, assess the effectiveness? Like, I mean, do you look back on shows and be like, man, that, that went
3: well, you know? Yeah, because you know what it is, it's it's hard to tell because there's a lot of people that (laughs) I always (laughs) talk to my wife about this and I talk to guys in the band. The worst for me is so many people want to come up to us and congratulate us for being so bold or for being this and that. And that's the last thing I want to hear, um, to be honest, is I don't, I don't want somebody patting me on the back and saying, man, we just need more people like you. I was like, no, we don't need more people like me. You obviously didn't hear anything I said. We need Christ. All of us, all of us need what God has to offer in forgiveness. And uh, the last thing people need is a guy in a band uh, to stand up and uh, be, be their example of Christ when there is a Christ, you know, there is an actual savior. And I think people just get way more pumped about a guy in a band than they do uh, what I'm actually talking about. Um, But the cool thing is we get to have real conversations with people that really are curious or really are shocked at what the gospel actually is is that the gospel is for sinners it's not for those that can sit still in a church pew at a reformed baptist church for 45 minutes and stand up and sit down when they're supposed to or yeah. you know all the you know the the stupid things that we make christianity appear to be or people believe christ came to to save sinners that's it that's what he said that's what his ministry was and that's what we want to make clear that it's free grace for sinners at Christ's expense. Yeah. Does it
1: ever get you into trouble? Like, are people wanting to fight because they uh, came to see a rock show and you're talking about Christ and they get
3: pissed off or something? Does that happen? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and I always. I What's your tell worst the same fight? Thing. Yeah, give
1: us a good story, Steve. Yeah. Have you ever gotten to like a fist um. fight for Jesus? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's normally what happens after the show, uh, Fight Club. But uh, I would uh, say if no, you assess I, I think, it,
0: then it's probably not going well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> no, uh, the worst one I remember, and usually the worst ones end up being the best ones, though, because it was a it was a tour we did with this band called Born of Osiris and Unearth. Yeah, and uh, we we were in Austin, Texas. This was like our first full U.S. tour. You did a tour with Unearth already? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's great! I I really yeah. like that
3: band a lot. Yeah, those guys are awesome. They were super cool to us, and uh but anyway, we were in Austin, Texas, and I started preaching the gospel, and I probably got like a couple words in, and I'd said Jesus' name, and this guy just he he just sprinted to the front of the stage and started screaming at me, and was like, I don't know if he was like trying to grab for my leg or something, but he was just screaming, "Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Hail Satan!" You know, all, you know, and I was just like, uh, you know, my first thought is like, so original, you know. I didn't hear that yesterday or the day before, um, you know. And so I just stopped and I told him, I was like, well, hey man, take the floor. Praise Satan. Hail him right now. Show, show everybody how much you love <laughs> Satan. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> he didn't, yeah, he didn't do anything. Uh, I mean, he just stopped and went back and hung out with his friends it's it everybody's a tough guy in a crowd uh so yeah i've heard plenty of things and sometimes i, I don't like having interact like interactions on stage with people because i don't want to single people out but they do that for themselves and they start yelling and if they're belligerent then i usually just try and address them and say like you don't have to stay you know yeah
2: do you have an example of like where where you got this uh from the to 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 spend the amount of minutes you do out of your set time when you're playing songs to do this like did did you have you seen other bands do this where you thought it was really effective or do you feel like you are like almost uh you know pioneering that that, that kind of stage time at a rock show and pulling it off because because and the reason I ask that is because when we first started touring a long time ago, we're a bit, just a bit older than you guys are. Like we we almost wouldn't get tours and we didn't get some tours because people were just afraid that we might say Jesus. And if you if you're on tour the unearth and 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 I mean I've seen you spend ten to seventeen minutes before on stage talking. Where did uh, like where did you get that notion from? Have you seen other bands pull that off?
3: No, and you know what it is in retrospect when I hear like I've talked for 10 or 17 minutes. Uh, to be honest, it's not something I'm proud of. Uh, that's not my goal, is to monopolize people's time. And I remember that was one of the things I talked with uh, Zach, who was your TM uh, on that tour we did with you guys. Yeah, is uh, they were like, to be honest, there are times where I lose track of time and I just, I really want people to hear the gospel, and that's something I've really, I've really had to learn, and uh, it's a, in a sense, it's a a skill. Um, The gospel, like, I'm not adding anything to what Christ did whatsoever, but there is a skill in how to communicate that, and uh, I've got, people have said stuff where they were believers, like Zach was, or they were unbelievers, and they said something. Uh, I learned from all those things because I, I really want, to give people the most concise message and, uh, yeah, it it is, to be honest, it is a little embarrassing at times to hear like, yeah, you talked for like 10, 15 minutes.
2: Well, Um, I'm just, I'm continually blown away by the way that, I mean, I don't, I'm not taking any credit for this, but in the time that we've been a band, the shift I've seen in openness toward Christianity in music, and especially in the hardcore and indie scene is just, it's been monumental. Like it's what gives me such, uh, Uh, courage or hope about doing podcasts and just saying real stuff and being out there is because I've seen the culture of music change so far that somebody could get away, frankly, get away with the kind of thing that you do versus the way Christians were viewed 10 and 15 years ago in music. It was just like so segregated and, Like selected against and stuff, and we've seen that culture change in our punk thing. That I kind of feel like with podcasting and with new stuff on the internet, that that you know the the whole culture can change toward what Christians can be if they can be real and honest and and open and and do stuff. So that's kind of what gives us the uh, you know the motivation to think we might could you know be a part of change and, and. culture at large, but I I do think it's notable that that you're able, that you have the ability to do what you're able to do now, because it would have been unheard of in in the past. Well, Toby,
0: I want to I mean, I've been to a, yeah, I've been to a handful of Emory shows lately, and I heard you tell everybody to clap their effing hands. But I haven't heard you preach in years. Like, why? Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we, we? We are going the opposite way. That's for sure. I'm curious though. What What do you think about what's being discussed here? Well, I mean, I'm not a Christian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. you, we no, talk. I'll, we talk about God well, less on well, stage than we used well, to. Here, right?
1: well, okay, here's what I think. Um, first of all. Steven, I think that's really cool that you would say that, and I believe the reason why it works for you and your band is because you really believe it and you feel that that's what you want to do. And and just by what you just said is pretty enlightening to me because you do care about your audience, and that's probably what they're seeing and, and how you're able to pull that off. Even if you do go over time, I think people think you're saying it because you care about them, not because... You're trying to win them over. You're saying it because you actually believe it and you care about it. The same way as if a you know a, whatever it might be, a animal rights band or a, you know a, a, a straight edge band or whatever. Tons of people have things that they believe in, and so I think that people see that as you speaking your mind. So I can appreciate that and see value in it for sure. And so that and I do think that's even kind of cool that you even think about. That in a sense of if I'm talking too long, maybe I want to be aware of that for our fans or for people that are here for the show, or whatever. But I would say for us, what happened was, um, first of all, we were always uh, we were we've always been a weird band. But people, you know, for sure, we we used to say a little bit on stage about God. And I would say I still do. I, I mean, there are tons of times where I, I I, would say, I would call it the Holy Spirit. I feel moved to say something on stage um, and have said it a ton of times. But I mean, just when we were in Australia, you missed that show, by the way. But one of our last show in Australia, I said something from stage about God and about what we should do because I'm not ashamed of but it you at c- all. But you
2: did some cussing during the same time. I then.
1: actually did a,
2: a few days before, <laughs> cussed
1: on stage as well. But I think for me, I felt like I because when we were starting and when we were a man, we felt like when everybody when, when people would say stuff, it literally was just a quick comment like, Hey man, we, we're up here because we believe in God and Jesus rules or something like and it and it and I started saying that too because I thought, Hey, we're Christians and we need to spread the gospel and then I felt like I was just saying something just off the cuff that didn't really uh show the glory of God and didn't really, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't you take feel the You felt obligated time. to do it? I felt almost obligated because I felt like we were Christians. We were on tooth and nail. And so then I started thinking, mm-hmm. oh man. And um, th- the same way, there were tons of times where, I mean, I remember sitting in a bar. You and, are yelling right now. I know. Too. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm trying to, it's unreal. <laughs> I've got to move away from you. Is that my, is <laughs> yeah, that that's my, your way yes, form. You're my way my waveform. <laughs> So, so basically, just I want to clue
2: people in what's happening, Steve, we're having a hard time hearing Steve, but just a little bit. Like he's kind of quiet, and, I'm and so just, Toby's compensating by yelling into yeah, the mic. Basically, I think Steve speak, <laughs> speaks
1: a different language. And I'm saying,
0: do you understand what I'm saying? But
1: uh, I, I mean that. That had, I remember sitting in a bar. This was probably the second year of Emory. This is before the question came out and everything. I remember standing in a bar and I said some stuff about Jesus. And there was a guy that bought me a beer at the bar. It was like, hey man, I'm not a Christian, but I can't believe you talked about Jesus here. I think that's really cool. And I was so blown away. I was like, man, this guy, because what I had said was real. And that's what I think you are doing. But for us at this point, and and to be honest, I think being the lead singer and you being the lead singer of your band, it makes it easier for us to be in front of that microphone. I don't know and I was gonna ask you that same question. do the other guys want to talk do that i mean it's 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 usually just you right? Do the other guys feel that need to say anything or or do they want you to say it?
3: Yeah, they don't personally have like feel the need to be the one on the microphone, and that's the thing like uh you know I get kids that come up to me at shows and say. Like, man, how do you do that? Like, you know, uh, I want to be, I want to do what you guys are doing. And uh, to be honest, I I usually just try to discourage people from doing it because of that example you've given about like, you know, that quote unquote, that guy that gets up and says his thing. And, um, you know, because the guys in our band, like they, they all, they all see the value and they love it. They love that that is what we do. Um, But I'll tell you this, I love Nick Deddy, but he would not be the one to get up there and to be a public speaker. Uh, He knows that's not his his strong suit. I mean, the poor guy has to write down what he says in between songs, but he kills it on stage. So, I mean, he doesn't have a problem in that department, but... You know, all of us have our own strengths. Ben, you guys know Ben, he plays bass in our band. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he said no. maybe three words, like, addressing the crowd <laughs> in all of our seven <laughs> years. Because uh, he's terrified of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I was the the first time we, we ever played a show, um, but I was compelled uh, by the gospel, not by a Christian band. Because I know, Matt, you'd ask me if I had ever seen an example, but... Um, to be honest, I was just compelled by the gospel that was preached to me by many preachers. Uh, I never saw a band do what we did. Not until I guess we started playing, because there was a time where like there were like a, a bunch of Christian bands where guys would get up and say something uh, about Jesus or whatever. But yeah, they, they've all faded. They've all faded away, and that that's not really cool because it's not as accepted anymore. And I'm not trying to make us sound like we're We're the Lone Ranger who's still sticking around. Just it's what we've done since we started because it's what we desire to do, and uh, it's been my desire before the band even started. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, uh, we didn't think we would make it this far, so.
2: I don't mean to, uh, you know, ambush you on just this one topic because I mean your band alone is really, really kick ass. Like uh, we enjoyed you guys musically on tour very much. Uh, I, I guess the way that sometimes I don't know, I don't know how you'll take this, but sometimes when I describe what you guys sound like, I think you have like a a vibe that's a little bit like thrice and maybe i'm just getting that from the fact that the music's aggressive and the way your voice sounds is really it really is one of my favorite types of voice to hear over heavy music so i really enjoy your singing i in fact like it better than your talking (laughs) (laughs) but i but i really do i really do enjoy you guys musically and we're excited to go on tour with you again here so how long ago was that that we did our tour together that was like two years ago almost
3: yeah yeah it was like two years ago like this time yeah
1: well,
2: we're, we're excited to excited.
3: I will show you who
1: are the other bands? It was us and, and what was
3: it?
2: Uh, yeah, who else was on uh, there? Who we else was on there? We're
3: uh, old. Can you help us out? Uh, that was, um, we played uh, Alabama. There was only three bands. Uh, the opening band, they're not a band anymore. Uh, Oh, man, I can't remember their name.
2: The Seeking! Yeah, The Seeking, that's right. The Seeking, yeah. You know, Toby, obviously looked that up on the internet. But no, that's I just remembered. Yeah, you just remembered. I
1: mean, my brain's like Google. No, that's
2: them. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, Toby and Matt are going to kill me for this question, but, like, what are some... Do you listen to heavy music? I mean, I, uh, like the Emory guys, the music they play, they don't really listen to a whole lot of. Do you? Are you into heavy music?
3: Uh. Y- yeah, I am, but I guess it's uh, a lot of the, it's the heavy music I grew up listening to. That's what I found myself kind of like if I listen to heavy music, I go back to that. There's some What are a couple bands? Snapcase, zeo Guar, Saturn. Yeah, Richmond's finest finest <laughs> Guar. Uh no, I uh <laughs> I listen to uh I love Blindside. They're like it's a phenomenal band. Um uh in Matt, yeah, you definitely picked up on it. Thrice was uh one of the bands that I grew up listening to and uh I really clicked with and yeah. um I grew up listening to like Thursday, um Receiving End of Sirens, um you know, like I grew up listening to Norma Jean as well. Um so I guess I guess a lot of bands in that vein. Uh I'm trying to think of like something modern. Uh, but nothing's nothing's coming to me right now. No, I mean that's but that's the thing
2: I, is when once you get on the road and start touring and doing music professionally, well, I guess it's two things that that really really makes you uh, stop pursuing new music unless you're extremely active. Like almost everybody I know that tours f- for a living or full time. It really, really changes what you listen to. So the whatever, I I imagine it's the same in other genres too. I bet you whatever genre people tour full time in, they spend their time either listening to different or no music really. And then the other thing is, there's that whole thing that the music that you like from 18 to probably 23. I mean, that's just kind of your development music wise, and it doesn't change a ton, a ton after that. So uh, you know, I think that's kind of just the way it goes.
3: Yeah yeah because like i was thinking of like modern bands and my first thought was uh deftones but they've been around since I That's was a right. kid, so i guess that doesn't even really count uh but yeah in the realm of heavy heavy music uh i find myself listening to like need to breathe more than anything else when i'm on the road or something <laughs> that Did you just laugh at just, doesn't sound like you said yeah. you said need to breathe yeah.
0: right <laughs>
1: Isn't yeah, that a- need to breathe. Yeah, that's a Charleston. Drink. Are you laughing because yeah. your
3: wives listen to that or what? Yeah, yeah,
1: my wife listens to that. That's what's so funny. <laughs> <didn't want> to- <laughs> now, Sorry, that- I'm not laughing at you, but it's really funny. Like <laughs> I always, uh, my wife takes my car sometimes, and whenever I get back into the car, there's always like a need to breathe song playing or Hillsong United or whatever. Like I'm like what, and it blows my mind. Like I don't, I realized like my wife totally listens to that, and then I don't listen to it. Like. You really do enjoy that music though, right?
3: Yeah. Well I mean if I borrowed your car it'd be a need to breathe song on, you know, when you got back in, so <laughs> I uh, I listened to their <laughs> records quite a bit. Do you think that's because you have a vagina? <laughs> 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 uh, man, I hope not. I want to
0: apologize on behalf of Toby for these ridiculous You don't, ridiculous I don't have to, Joey. Uh, no, here's why, to. here's
1: why. Here's uh, why. Here's why. I have to admit. You just
0: said Steven has a vagina. No,
1: I was just joking. Obviously, he has a giant dong. But, <laughs> but Steven, I will say this. I believe uh, this is really... I, I, I almost feel uncom- I, I feel uncomfortable saying this, but... The other day I was jogging.
2: And <laughs> Quit I'll, yelling at Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry, Just I'm talk yelling. to him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just talk to him. I almost I'm spit out, I almost spit out no, my Budweiser Select just now. I'm excited hey, to talk I'll, to him. I'll take it down too. Just I'm talk. I'm excited talk. to talk
1: to Steven. So the other day I was jogging and I was going through my Spotify and I listened, I listened to many songs from Hillsong. I listened to a, uh, almost a whole Hillsong record while I was, while I was jogging and I thought... It was really good. Here's the thing that gets me about Christian music. I just wish somebody would write a Christian song that didn't involve, like, the mountains or <laughs> or uh, salvation and at where it's at, where it's located. And, like, and just like I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I listen to it, like, I was listening, I was watching a video of you guys, and I was like, man, this song just kicks some ass. I'm really digging this song, and I know you guys are Christian, even if I can't... Uh, completely understand the full meaning of the song or whatever. I, I get it like that you guys are creating art and sometimes that's where Christian music leaves me. When I hear it, it just feels like they take the simplest road to get to
2: the song. And like i that's what that's what it is. Yeah. I kinda find it to be sometimes a bit dishonest. I mean that maybe that's not the right word. Let me say it this way. Sometimes when I'm listening to Christian music, I'm just not buying it. Like I feel like there's they're it's like, instead of saying what they think, they're just speaking general stuff that they can get away with saying. Like, they're not actually being personal to they Because they're, they're trying to, to, to fit it
0: into a mold, right? I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, it just isn't... It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just that they're... It I'd seemed... say
3: they're almost thinking, what would what would other people think about this? So we'll write a song about that so that it makes sense when they hear it.
1: Yeah, I, Well. well, the thing is, there's like in christian terms there's like sev- there's like 20 words you can use and that's all they use and so i don't know why they don't there and you know what else it doesn't explore the frailty of our faith or, or our human Life and how we handle things and stuff like that. That's the only thing that's scary to me. Is like, I wish just sometimes I I believe in the amazingness of Jesus Christ and the power of of Him to heal and to save. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. But I mean, we can explore
0: some thoughts, right? I mean, that. that, you, just, you no, just said no, no. Christian music doesn't represent the frailty. Every day, it's you I live for. <laughs> no, okay. Every day. What is that?
2: <laughs> Give me another crack at it. What I'm saying is they, it feels like they're getting to sing lyrics that aren't actually vulnerable. They, they're they singing something yeah, that's, with you, that's, that's from a point of view that's a safe point of view to represent for other people. So they, they get to do this lead singer thing where they're uh, – Pretending like they're being vulnerable or meaning it, but I, I'm just not buying it. That's what I'm saying. It's not about them. Yeah, it right. really isn't about them. They're 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 right. speaking from a yep. third point of view, yep. a third person that's point a of a view, and inserting themselves in it in, now, in Steven, a way that do it doesn't feel real.
0: Stephen, do you
3: think that's critical or do you resonate? No, no, not at all. I mean, I completely agree because like us, like that. Okay, that one song you're talking every day. It's you I live for. Uh, that's a lie. I know. I, I <laughs> you know who can <laughs> I who can't can stand actually that. sing that and mean that. I mean, because basically what they're saying is they might as well just sing uh, every day. I keep all of your commands exactly. perfectly because it's you I live for. It. Like, I actually no, it, that's n- not true. Yeah,
0: I actually had to uh, at a church I worked for. I actually had to go up on stage to close things out after that song was sang. Uh, and I, and I said, hey, yes. I said, and even when we don't live for him, like I had to like undo the song. I mean, it's yeah. just cra- I cannot yeah. stand singing those sorts of songs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the problem because a lot of songs end up being about uh, what we do and who we are and that we're like, we love God with all of our hearts. Yeah. And it's like, if you love God with all of your heart, you wouldn't need Christ because you kept the greatest commandment. Yeah, with all you know, you I do,
2: him. I worship you. Yeah, it feels to me that you're they're suggesting a reality to another person. Like, do you identify? Are, I'm I'm singing on your behalf to other people. It's not I'm not singing on my own behalf. Is the way I feel. Do you want to get back on Cox? <laughs> Talk about yours. <laughs> what? what are you talking about, Joey?
1: No, 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 here's the thing. We, Matt and I, with the Matt and Toby band, we actually talked with some people who sell Christian music, and they actually uh, told us that the demographic for Christian music is females, basically. 25 to, what was it, 40, 40 years old yeah, or something? Yeah,
2: the, the demographic, that, as explained to us, said, Matt and Toby, if you want to make a single and get it on radio, <laughs> I'm being dead serious. They say, they say, this: you need to write music that is from a masculine point of view with a guy who sounds kind of semi-tough, but semi-tender, and it's for 18 to 36-year-old females who don't like music. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's
3: what they told us. <laughs> who, who don't listen. like? Isn't that what Emory is, though? Yeah,
1: same thing. And that sells. And, 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 and that's what I think is funny. I would love to play this prank on Christian music. I would love it if we could somehow convince Christian music that the most popular music in the world is like hardcore music. You watch, every album would be one year from now would be hardcore it's like i mean like what they're always like one year late like oh mumford and sons is huge let's all be mumford and sons and sing about salvation and mountains
0: i mean all they do is change the genre so it i wish the hardcore scene would have picked up then and gotten real popular when sandy patty was in her heyday that would have been awesome but but also i
1: will say i do believe they're i think they're I think they think they're telling the truth, and I think that those people think that they're writing great music and doing things, and some of the songs are good. I'm not going to say – I mean, I hate to say that to an extent, but I believe that some of the music is good, and when I hear them, sometimes my wife leaves the radio on that station, and I get in, I go, well, this song ain't too bad. Actually, okay, I get it, I get it. But I just wish there was a little bit more – like like you said, man, I wish there was a little bit more reality. First person, like, hey, I'm just gonna sing this song to God. I'm not singing it for this this people people that are gonna buy it or the general public. Yeah.
2: When I say buy it, I don't mean like purchase. I mean like are they like I feel like they're looking around at each other yeah. going, Are they believing me or not right yeah. now? or kind of thing. Anyway. Steven, so- you got any
3: kids? Do you have any kids? No. Are you married? Yeah, I got married
0: eight months ago, so no kids yet. All right, cool. My wife will be happy now that I asked those questions. All right, so what were you going to say, Matt?
2: <laughs> um, I was going to say, Steve, uh, you told uh, like uh, Toby writes the lyrics in our band, and I don't write lyrics whatsoever. But you told me that you and I had a conversation a little while ago, and it helped. It helped or inspired or had some relation to a lyric you wrote, and that's got me. I'm very excited to hear about that. Can you tell me what what you meant by that?
3: Yeah. Um, well, the the acoustic like EP that we're we're putting out here soon. Um, what is that called, by the uh, way? That it's going to be called Reprise, mm-hmm. and uh, our dear Toby is also on it. He oh man, vocals, that, that uh, song him. rules! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he did guest vocals on a song called Relief, but um. Yeah, they're all acoustic versions of songs we've uh, previously recorded. But except for uh, the last song, I wanted to write a, a new song, and uh, it was at the end of last year, and uh, I was really struggling to figure out to what, uh, figure out like what I should write the song about. And I, I just started thinking about, I guess what was really heavy on my heart is I I, I was being questioned by uh, so many people as to like what what the heck are you doing, like you know whether it be from Uh, Friends, or there's people at church that are just like, When are you going to stop touring and, you know, do real ministry and be a worship leader at our church? And I was just like, "Uh, Thanks. That kind of is like a, (laughs) you know, uh, a knife in the side. Yeah. Like, Um, thanks for believing in what I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, And just, I started thinking about over the years is all the people that were asking me, like, Why do you preach the gospel? Why are you continuing to make the gospel, I guess, a part of your set. And that was part of the conversation that you and I had. It was actually, I remember where we were, where we were standing. Mm-hmm. We were at uh, Empire in Springfield, Virginia. Um, and it was before the show started. And I remember you came up to me and I hadn't really talked to you yet at that point. And you were basically just like, so what is it that you're actually doing? Why is it that you're doing it? And what's the point? and uh and to like you know at first i was just taken back i was just like this guy is just being honest and i was i guess i was excited to somebody just ask on the real because nobody really does uh you know guys in other bands whether they're christian or not they're just like yeah man that's awesome you know and it's just like Uh uh-huh do you really mean that you know and so basically i just remember matt you were asking me lots of questions about why why I preach the gospel, you know? Uh, and you know, obviously I gathered that you were a believer. Um, and I, I saw that you saw the significance of it, but you're asking why here, why now? And, uh, so I wrote a song called Waste, um, which is kind of explains why we preach the gospel. Um, and it's a, a meta, it's a metaphor, it's a story. Um, it's a story that I wrote about, like, it's like a pirate essentially who gets captured and brought before the King. And, uh, um, the king, you know, reads off his, his list of crimes against the kingdom, but he says, instead of, you know, the death penalty, I'm going to show you uh, mercy. And he lets him go, and he says, tell other pirates like yourself that I'm a good king that uh, extends mercy to men like you, you know. And he leaves with the option of, well, I'm free. I can go live whoever I want, or I could go tell people really how good this king is. Yeah, And that's what the so- the song is about. And, uh, you know, when we had that conversation uh, at uh, Empire in Springfield, you know, once again, you know, I had to ask myself, like, Steve, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, And that was, like, one of those milestones because I remember that conversation and I've had other conversations with, like, people from church or my dad uh, or the guys in our band is, you know, like, many times uh, I'll get together with them and say, like, why are we doing what we're doing, you know? kind of like a gut check like you know is this is this just something we're due to keep up appearances or do we really believe that this is worth our time um well steve
2: how much publishing royalty do i get is the only thing i want to (laughs) know
3: not enough for it to matter okay
2: well, I mean, you know, I don't. I hate to be narcissistic about it, but I do want to point out to people there what what Steve's saying is. It probably plays a little bit into um, what I naturally do. I probably didn't plan that or have that like on my heart, as people would say. But I think <laughs> when, I think what you're getting from other people is what I would call small talk when they tell you, "Hey, you're you're cool. This is good. This is what you do, or whatever." Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that I'm not simply just awkward. Or weird Or, or something I, I am That actually is Like somewhat Reinforcing to me Because I do believe That when you talk To people straight up Or if you bring Something to the conversation That that's pro- Typically productive So I appreciate that Steve. Matt do
0: you need Toby and I To give you more Words of affirmation Every
2: now no, and then No I don't need any yeah, we, Well we it's kind of weird I actually <laughs> We'd love do, to give you some
0: After doing this
1: podcast Matt encouraged me And two And I, I actually wrote A song It's called Dumbass <laughs> 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 it's going to be coming out in the new Emory record <laughs>
0: hey all joking aside Stephen, how, how's the first eight months man of of being married um,
3: yeah tell people uh, what marriage been... is like after eight months <laughs> uh, I'm not in a hurry to give anybody advice I'll tell you that much
2: <laughs> um. nine months is the hump If you, may, I mean you know you, you're you're really in for it because at nine months it, it's crazy nine right. and ten if months if you can get past the... eight
0: yeah yeah totally Dude, this has been a great conversation. I my eyes peeled. Hey, and I, I will say that uh, you know when we did some ads for Wolves at the Gate, uh, I listened to a lot of your songs, and it really is the type of heavy music that keeps you interested. It jumps from one thing to the next, is just really, really cool. So, want to recommend all of you to check it out. It's super good stuff. I, I'm on it. I, all right. I, I,
1: you know, now here is one thing. For sure, like I really enjoyed singing on this song, and I do like the song, and it made me feel dumb because one of the words that you use is, is despot. and I was like, "Man, he's just saying desperate wrong," and then I realized, "Oh, damn it, <laughs> Despot's actually a word. It's actually a word." <laughs> and oh wait, Steven's way smarter than me, and now I feel stupid. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell you that because I, I was like, "Man, what? I I know he. I think he means desperate." but but it, it actually didn't mean that i was totally wrong and the song's awesome and that's where joe is going at you guys do make great music and you have a new record coming out when uh may 12th
3: sweet and it, it and now is it a mostly acoustic album or what yeah it's yeah i mean it's all revolving around the acoustic guitar and me singing the songs, no screaming or anything. Uh, but there's lots of other elements and layers to it, and like the song that Toby sang on, all the percussion is just literally stomps and claps. And uh, we just tried to get a little creative with each song and kind of give it its own feel. So uh, it was to- it was a lot of fun. Did you write it for 25 to 40 year old Christian women <laughs> that don't like music? Was that your audience? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's only there's only uh, well, there was one Christian woman in mine. It was my mom because she constantly tells me how much she loves uh, acoustic versions of the songs. That's, pretty cool that, that's another one of those kind yeah.
2: of underhanded compliments. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know. yeah. Oh, I love it
0: when Emery doesn't you scream. Have on their songs. You have such a beautiful voice. You have such great when voices. When you don't use it to <laughs> my, do that. Uh, my,
1: my parents and family said the exact same thing. Why do you have to scream? You have such a beautiful
3: voice. <laughs> 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 oh man same old song different families
1: (laughs) all right Steve. well thank you so
0: much for joining us man we sure do appreciate it sorry we talked so loud yeah oh dude it's all good it really was good meeting you man uh hope the new album sells millions billions billions and we're going to be going out on tour with you so we'll see you soon man yeah sounds good can't wait
1: all right, guys, that was Steven. What a nice, nice young man. How old is he? I don't even know. I, I, I'm trying not to say his last name because I feel like I'm still butchering it. Kabuchi, Kabuchi, Steve Cabucci. Cabucci. That's a That is a, like a nice, I guess, a, is that Italian? I name? think he's from New Jersey, uh, so he
2: probably got that Italian Jay-Z? immigrant thing in there somewhere. But
1: uh, I, I really do have a good time talking to that guy, and I really think he's a genuine, legit dude. And I, I appreciated talking to him for sure. You, Joey... First, in,
0: first meeting with him. You like him? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was kind of hungry during the interview, and so all I could think about was pizza. Oh, come on. But the...
3: <laughs> what
0: else do you like besides pizza? Like, do you only... <laughs> it's so crazy. how I, eat pizza? I have <laughs> jumped full on
1: to You're y'all's on jokes.
0: I'm on board making fun of me. I mean, I'm, I'm I down with it. it.
1: I'm down with it. Do you ever eat pizza with a topping of hamburger? Like an actual hamburger? Uh... I don't want to talk to Okay, it. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, after a uh, a killer interview, there's one thing that, that can keep this show going. Like like we said before, we want to bring the show. We want this to be exciting, so we want to be fun. So he didn't bring it, is what oh, you said. No, he saying. did. I'm saying we got to top that. It was such a good interview that we got to keep the momentum moving forward, my friend. So that was the climax, or this is it, the climax? No, the climax is coming. That was just that forward momentum. I'm going to climax right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: In a world where the momentum's building and it get, things are getting hot, <laughs> and you know the climax of the show's about
0: to happen, I'm Toby, and this is the damn. News. <laughs> All right, well, you know what this—you know what it means when I start I talking. I don't like this part. Of the I show. get a news story. You told. I didn't even come up yeah, with this idea. I did not come up with this idea. You, you
1: said once a month. No, you did, and you forced my. You forced my hand. I you said you would hand. fire me from our church, my my <laughs> church job, if I didn't oh, give no. you one new corporate yeah, extortion. He, did, he said that. no and he said he would
2: hire his son blackmail extortion <laughs> what, what? won't you resort I to I couldn't do other? that
0: he's falling down on the ground all the time that's just, he's, that, that kid's clumsy <laughs> love that kid well do you want me to have the first or last story because if I let's do the first go story first. people are going to be like well we could end I, no, I, let's I go, you go first
1: because we can't we can't let you destroy the news at the end <laughs> It'll be. The, it'll be the last time Okay. Uh, <coughs> okay. <laughs> here we go. My name's is Julie Spencer. I'd like to report the news today. It comes from oh, I don't know. I can't. Oh, 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 I'm kind of nervous.
0: Oh, I can tell you're nervous and intimidated because you think people are. That you're like ruining me my news. Yeah. Well, thanks. I will begin that story here in a second, but I want to bring attention to five folks that have been with the BC Club now for. Over a year. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. You help us do what we do. You're a part of what we do, and we really do appreciate it. I mean, we sincerely couldn't do it without you. So Matthew Dooley, Melissa Sorensen, John Stewart, Jared Drennan, and Zach Hunter, we really do appreciate you guys. Y'all have been with us for a while, and uh, yeah, much gratitude. All right, let's get on with the story. All right, so pastor who asked Gay Bakery... For Christian cake threatened with criminal charges. During the controversy over Christian owned businesses, a lot of you guys remember this, uh, where the businesses refused to bake wedding cakes for same sex marriages. I've seen this news article. I over it, Matt. called a Florida bakery with gay owners. Oh no, what's his name? His name is Forstein. That's his last
1: name, my friend. I didn't say his first name. Okay, cool. Pastor Forstein. <laughs> <laughs> can I get some clarity on this news? This is the guy that wears the hat to the back and kind of looks like a giant Fred Durst that talks about, excuse me, Mr. Uh, Christian, with the parentheses and the parameters of the Christian world, you got it. Uh, that's, that's, that's this guy. You so Fower,
0: Fowerstein, Forstein called a Florida this, bakery. This is in the parameters and the parentheses
1: of this uh, article <laughs> here today. is about the, the wedding cake that I tried. Go ahead.
0: So called the Florida bakery with gay owners and requested a cake with the message on it, we don't support gay marriage. Which which is just the... What did we, lo- we learn from story. this? Apparently, if you're a Christian who refuses to bake cakes for same-sex marriages based on your religious values, you can be sued and harassed and lose your business. But if you're a gay baker who won't bake anti gay baker, if you're a jay baker. If you're a jay or a gay baker who, who won't bake an anti-gay marriage cake, you get to press charges against a person for simply making a request. Mm. It Seems that Fowerstein's valiant effort. you have changed his name now. He <laughs> had a different name at the beginning. Go ahead, keep going, my To friend. expose one of the grave injustices in our society may have landed That's him in some serious. Crazy trouble with the law.
2: What do y'all think? I appreciate so, this and- crusader who's trying to uh, expose one of the most grave injustices in all of our society. That's <laughs> oh what I'm glad Lord. for, this crusader and hero. <laughs> should Christians be embarrassed of this guy? Of course
0: they I mean, should. should we just be embarrassed? I mean,
1: he gets huge amounts of hits, but he but he's because of the people way- People are hitting way, on him? N- uh, hits on like YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, this guy's been around for a while. A lot of people, uh, it, it, this is the easiest way to go to for the, the far Christian right- out there of just, you know, uh, yeah, look what he's saying. He's standing up for Christianity, but it's just a gimmick. I mean, it really it's is a gimmick. It's yeah. a kind
2: of a clown move. And, I mean, hey. He's call, like the Bowling for call Columbine, us, dude. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like that, like Michael Moore is on the liberal yeah. side or whatever. But it's kind of – I'm sure Michael Moore is a much more talented, probably, person, yeah. <laughs> I would say nonetheless. Um, yeah. Although I don't like him either. This is a little bit of a clown thing. And it's sure. not fair. It's not fair because it's not like they're the same people. So that's like you know, it's a right. false equivalence. And you say you find one person that's this way and then you go find so other people and then you put them in the same category. They both have, you know what I mean? You could find a straight person or a gay person who's a jerk or will refuse your service or would punch you in the nose. And then to right. say, see, this is how gay people are. That's pretty lame. Well, before I defer
0: to uh, Head anchor uh I'd like to ask, what do you guys... Would y'all advocate our country stepping in and saying, "You ha- do you advocate this? Do you advocate us being able to tell businesses, here's who you can let in, or or you have to let everybody in? My thing, and my wife and uh, I went back and forth on this, and, and it, it got heated, not uh, we're mad at each other way, but we totally disagreed. I don't want the government to tell a racist asshole that he has to have all the races in there. I want him to be able to run his business how he wants to run his business, and you know what? It will fall apart. It's not going to last in the 21st century if he says only a certain mm-hmm. color can come in. I don't want yeah. to tell. I mean, to me, that's that's what our country stands on. That does not support racism. But she has made some good points uh, as far as um, that basically still grasping like this racist mindset, and it still is. It can it. I, I forgot what. All right, was. well,
1: I have I have two points here. One, this is what I have to do during Joey's news, or I can't make it. <laughs> 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 so, you might be causing me to sin. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going there. But that's uh, that could be. I pray to God that I just open the Coca-Cola.
0: Every time I look at you, it causes me to sin with anger in
2: my two,
1: heart. Two. Um, I actually have three points. This is amateur hour. My third point. <laughs> my third point is this is just to for money and for fame and stuff like that. I mean, how how can anybody really respect somebody that would call and say, you know, we disagree with homosexual marriage or, or gay marriage or whatever? He, what did, do you still have the article up? What did he actually ask to be printed on
0: the cake? Uh, we don't support gay marriage.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the. Uh, it's just it's just uh, absurd. You know how crazy. Uh, Christians would be if you called a, a Christian owned baking and said hey we support free choice for women they would lose their mind you know what I mean like it's just it's just ridiculous and, and his point is oh free speech goes both
0: ways I should be able to say it but it just is just mean and that, that, that's a bad look for Christians it's mean but if I was in that guy's shoe I would say sure give me the $30 that it costs and I'll, I'll make any cake I don't yeah, care. I agree. And, and the Christian I estimate, agree with that. Uh, pro-choice, same thing I'll make a cake that says pro-choice I'm not supporting it yeah. Here's your damn cake I don't care Yeah, but I mean it, it, There has to be some kind of
1: limit There has to be something Where you I mean You work at a church There's things that you wouldn't say it, In service That you would say out of service So you wouldn't want to You know what I mean? Yeah I, I guess I, like a Swastika And Hitler Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean you should, Okay I think a right, you Moving on to the real news Moving on to the real news I'm sick of this stuff I, I, I just I don't even know Did if that I do go a good job? News. No I didn't do a good job
0: at all. No. I I begged a different, man. I thought I knocked it out of the park. It was a small park, but I knocked it out.
1: <laughs> Soldier hospitalized after masturbating with CLP. And this comes from the Duffel blog. And and our friend Joel Malin sent this to us. And once again, I would like to say send in videos of yourself. Um Reporting the news I'd like to have some people on the scene My roving reporters I'd like to have them I'm going to be creating a damn news YouTube And I would like for you guys to join in with me So I sure would appreciate it I thought this was pretty interesting Joel, thank you for sending it to me uh, It says <laughs> This is pretty funny though. This Duffel blog is pretty hilarious The way they wrote this though This goes <laughs> They're in Fort Campbell, Kentucky After complaining <laughs> That his dick pipe closed up <laughs> Private Eric Drawder was admitted to Blanchfield Army Community Hospital early Wednesday where he was diagnosed with having cleaner lubricant and protectant in his urethra. CLP, a solvent for stripping firing residue from weapons, is not meant for human consumption or <laughs> use as a personal lubricant, said the doctor. A source at Blanchfield told Duffelblog that Drauter could barely walk when he stumbled through the emergency room doors at around 2 a.m. on Wednesday. We all thought he snorted too much Viagra and had, uh, had a four-hour red rocket. Boy, were we wrong, said the source. The source brought Drauder into an examination room where the young soldier dropped his G-Jinko jeans and began to frantically tell an incoherent story about how he was rubbing one out with some
0: barracks coos. With the gun lube. What do you mean rubbing one out? Like, what was he rubbing out? His wiener. That's called rubbing out. Rubbing one out is masturbating. I knew that. I just wanted to see you explain it. Oh, well, thanks. Did I do a good job? Uh, not really. I thought you'd be funnier. Okay. Your dad <laughs>
1: loves your mom, but he does have sex with your mom all the time. Cut that out, man.
0: Oh. <laughs> what? i got angry before you said something I and then I, I said something good your parents are still in love after all these years and they make love to each other yeah, but even after you said it i still expected it to have been bad
1: <laughs> you said cut that out man yeah. and i was like wait a second that's your good. dad loves your mom so much and they are still so in love that they make love all the time i love it oh i'm <laughs> i'm gonna constantly use that now i'm gonna say good things about people's parents and family but it sounds awful but it actually is a compliment Brain surgery uncovers woman's evil twin This comes from USA Today A PhD student who was having a lot of trouble concentrating Discovered she had something strange on her mind An embryonic twin complete with hair, bone, and teeth A surgeon made the disturbing find when he reached into the brain Of the 26-year-old Yamini Karanam To extract what he thought was a brain tumor The Indiana student Is expected to make A full recovery And her sense of humor Has remained intact She says the surgeon Managed to remove The evil twin sister Who's been torturing me For the past 26 years Um, I'm glad she made a joke It's still kind of intense Can I pay for the trip To LA And the surgery Which was not fully Covered by insurance Which seems crazy um, using $32,000 of her friend, her friends raised on a, in a Give Forward campaign, which notes that before the surgery, uh, she spent six months seeing quite a few neurologists and neurosurgeons across the country trying to get answers. Is that not crazy? Like, she had a twin, and it ended up in her brain. I do not understand how that could That's happen. That's
0: crazy. Matt, science guy?
1: How it could happen?
2: Up? It's just when the, when the embryo well, splits, when you make an identical twin anyway, and then it, the one never doesn't fully develop and then it's still you know embedded inside of the other one but it's still it it you normally the the second embryo would not make it basically when when that happens but this one somehow was able to 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 function on whatever its level and its genetics kept cranking out teeth and the the things it just was operating wow. an operating little machine uh, that shouldn't have made it but it made found a way to just keep, out, keep cranking out some of its genetic code over and over again. Yeah, it's, it's
1: not as cr- – I mean, it is a, a wild thing that happens, but uh, Newser goes on to say that um, it, it's there was a, even a girl that was born pregnant with twin fetuses. Uh, it says being born pregnant is so rare that it's only been documented 200 times, but it does happen. Uh, now researchers are reporting uh, this week in Hong Kong uh, Medical Journal on November – uh, back in November 2010, this is a whole other story, a case of a newborn girl thought to have two tumors in her abdomen that were actually found to be eight to ten week old fetuses instead. Isn't that crazy? Yes. That's that's just wild.
2: Biology is a weird thing because biology is not like computers. So there's a big... Uh, it's not really like anything else. So biology is bizarre because almost all of its stuff is mecha- it's essentially a big, giant, very complicated mechanical thing. It's just... It's really just things that bounce around a million times, and they happen to have the right shape, and then eventually they hit the place where they fit. That's kind of how the way stuff works inside of biological systems. Like a shape of a protein can only do one thing, and it does nothing until it lands in the right spot. Sperm and the egg, you know, embryos, you know, stuff like that. They just move around randomly according to nature, and when the right thing hits the right place and fits the right place, then it then it acts. So, but that's what makes it so durable and strong is that it, it's, not, it's not like if there's one error, it, the whole thing shuts down. Nothing does exactly what it's supposed to do, like on an assembly line, for instance. Like, if you yeah. think if you design something, it would be like a robot with an assembly line or computer circuits, and then when something is interrupted or broken, it's broken until it gets fixed. But in biology, there's all kind of possibilities, and it just works, just based on, essentially, shape and sizes and probability. So it's just, that's this weird mechanical thing that's not like something that humans or computers develop whatsoever totally different uh, idea altogether which is beautiful that's the beautiful thing about biology like the way God designed it it's just it works on its own and sorts stuff out kind of a thing like it's not you could never it has nothing to do we're not approaching it even remotely on the kind of systems and things that that we design we think linear like a you know factory it's the way we build stuff Joey, Toby, Joey, Toby, oh, sorry Matt, wake up, sorry, dude, uh, what I mean, did you sorry, buddy, right. what happened?
1: oh, uh, nothing, ah, nothing, uh, t- uh I think we're having technical difficulty, what's the problem right. we we're getting weird feedback, so
3: the gay cake. And... <laughs>